I'm Melissa Beckett, and this is Servant Spouse University, the podcast to help you bulletproof your marriage, where we will empower you to choose faith over fear, courage over convenience, truth over tact, and God over the world. Well, welcome back. I hope last week was a great week. Last week, we talked about what it means to be God first. And actually, I could talk about what that means like every day for a whole year. So you will hear over and over again different ways that we can make God first, at least ways that I've learned and am still learning how to put God first um, in my life and in the way I conduct myself with my marriage and my family. And I'm, like I said, I'm still learning. I'm still learning new ways. I'm still fumbling and failing and getting back up. And um, so if this week was a struggle in that regard, don't worry, just get back up and let's try again. Um, So today I'd like to go to this, to the second priority, which is spouse second. So remember over the last few weeks, I've talked about how I learned to reorient my priorities to God first, spouse second, and children third. And so today we're going to talk about spouse second. Next week, we're going to talk about children third. And so same thing with spouse second. I am learning thousands of ways that I can put my husband in the right order of priority. And if you remember from a few weeks ago, I talked about how my tendency, unless I'm intentional, my tendency is always to put my husband last. And given what I tend to like to refer to now as leftovers, <laughs> and that's not the right way for us to approach our marriage. It's not the right way for us to approach anything that we intend to last a lifetime. And a lot of times I think that when we enter marriage, or at least when I entered marriage with my spouse, I didn't understand how much work it was going to be. And I really took for granted all of the relationships that I had watched that had been successful, like my parents or my grandparents, and how hard they must have worked on their marriage to be a good example for me. I really did take that for granted. And so I hope that if you have taken that for granted in the past, that maybe this is a wake-up call to realize that our spouse deserves more than just whatever leftovers we have at the end of the day. And so I want to give you a suggestion as to how to help make your spouse more of a priority by taking one small but very monumental step. And what that is, is I'd like to encourage you at the beginning of each day to ask your spouse, what can I do for you today? And although that might seem like a really simple question, I want you to just think back, when was the last time you asked that question of your spouse first thing in the day, really meant it and intended it for their best interests and not your own? And man, for me, when I first started reordering my priorities, I don't think I had ever asked my husband that after we said I do. I think I asked him that all the time when we were dating. But for some reason, life took over and I stopped asking. I started assuming. I started telling myself what he needed. I didn't ask him. I just decided. 
Was that because it was simpler? Was that because I could have that conversation by myself in my own presence and he didn't even have to be around? (laughs) So again, it made it easier. Was I just being apathetic? I I actually don't know. And I do know. My ego. Um, I really struggle with my ego. I struggle with needing to control things. I think all of us struggle with that to a degree, but some of us more than others. And I'm probably at the top of the list when it comes to struggling with my ego. And I really had to learn to set my ego aside in order to serve my spouse. And that's very hard to do in the world that we live in because the world we live in is constantly stroking our ego, constantly trying to tell us, do what's important to you, do what makes you feel good. Don't worry about anybody else, you know, take care of you first. And most of the time, that's really bad advice because it isn't by stroking our ego that we do the work of Christ. It is in dying of ourselves and serving others and not serving others in a way that serves ourselves, not serving others in a way that they want us to even sometimes, but serving them in a way that glorifies God and God's will for our life. And so what I'd like you to do as your challenge this week is when you wake up in the morning, do your best to remember to ask your spouse, what can I do for you today? wait for the answer. Don't tell them what you think you should do or what's already on your list that you think you're doing for them. Ask them, what you want. What do you want me to do for you today? What do you need me to do for you today? And whatever it is, as long as it is not illegal or immoral, <laughs> I suggest, I challenge you to do it. Now, if it's something really big, <laughs> or bigger than what you think you're able to do today, just ask, do you think it'd be okay if I did that tomorrow? Or would it be okay if I got it done in the next couple days? Just ask, but don't, don't have that be your default. (laughs) Have your default be to want to do it today and to do it today. And have you ever heard that saying, we don't try, we either do or we don't? Like, Probably you've heard this, but how do you try to pick up a pencil? You can't try. You just either do or you don't. The same thing is true for how we treat our spouse. We can't try to make them second in priority. We have to make a conscious decision and we either do or we don't. And on days that we do, do God first, spouse second, and we can reorder our priorities, that's a high five day. And the days where we lay our pillow on the head at night or even wake up the next morning and go, oh no, (laughs) I did not live God first or spouse second today or yesterday. It's probably going to happen. I guarantee it's going to happen. That's not necessarily a high five day, but it is a high five moment because you recognize that you can do better. You recognize you need to do better. You recognize that your marriage and your spouse deserve better. And so tomorrow you do better. So what's the question? The question is, what can I do for you today? And what are we going to do about it? We're actually going to do it. We're going to make a conscious mental note, write it down in your calendar, write it on a sticky note, 
send yourself an email, whatever helps keep your priorities for the day in order. Put it at the top of the list and do it as soon as you can. Don't wait to do it at the end of the day. My guess is if you're like me, anything you wait to do at the end of the day just doesn't get done. (laughs) We have to do it as soon as possible. And by doing that as soon as possible, you are communicating to your spouse. You are important to me. I am making you priority number two. And in the process of doing this, I am also honoring God and the promise that I made to God and honoring the expectation God has for my marriage and being obedient to him. And I know, again, it seems like a simple request, this simple question, but I also realize that the busyness of our lives can cause us to be running in a thousand different directions. And I'm not asking you to set aside your entire day. Most likely what your spouse asks you for is not going to take very long. Just set aside a few minutes and do that for your spouse. And you will be amazed as to how quickly your heart grows for your spouse, no matter where it is today. How your frustration and your anger for your spouse, if it exists, how it decreases. And how your fighting or conflict also goes down. One simple question can make a huge difference in your marriage. And so that is my challenge for this week. One simple question. What can I do for you today? And if you are willing, after you do it the first time, send me a voice message. Uh, Send me a message on uh, Facebook or my email account, which is servantspouse at gmail.com. Let me know how it went. Let me know that you did it. Let me know what they asked for and whether or not it was easy or hard for you to do. Now, before I go, I do want to also address anyone who's dealing with crisis in their marriage. I recognize that when we're dealing with crisis, because my husband and I were there for so long, the idea of really doing anything for our spouse really just makes us want to cringe. (laughs) When it makes us want to run the other direction or scream out loud, because we've probably been communicating with our spouse for however long in a very bad manner, and we just can't imagine that a simple question is going to make a difference. But I promise you, it will. Now, if you are dealing with a crisis marriage, it's going to take a lot of courage to ask that question, and you're going to really have to like pump yourself up and talk yourself up to be able to do it. And that's okay. And do it. Just do it. And then whenever they reply, check your ego at the door and really look at what they're asking. Try not to look at it through, you know, tinted glasses or foggy lenses. Don't put your own spin on it or, you know, don't say, well, the last time I asked you to do something, you didn't do anything for me. So why would I do this for you? (laughs) Sorry, that sounded like a really bratty wife. I didn't mean to sound that way. We have to ask the question with the best of intentions and just be open to what they ask and do it. Again, as long as it's not illegal or immoral or puts you in a really, really bad trauma situation, especially if we're dealing with crisis. But I don't think that will be the case. Matter of fact, if you are dealing with crisis, 
your spouse will probably look at you and go, what? Or can you ask that again? (laughs) Because they really probably can't remember the last time that either of you asked a question like that. And so I know I'm asking you to step out in faith and just ask that you would trust me a little bit and try it. And of course, whether you're in crisis or not, the goal is to do this every day, not just one time. But if you forget one day, remember, just pick yourself back up and do it again or try, not try again, do it the next day and make it a goal to do it every day. And so real quickly, I want to do a quick commercial. Um, It is not a commercial for anyone else other than Servant Spouse University. But what you might not be aware of is that we actually have a crisis program. And so our podcasts are not focused on any particular type of marriage. It's focused on all marriages, good, bad, young, old, it doesn't matter. And hopefully the insights and advice we, we give will help all marriages. But we also recognize that marriages that are in crisis need a lot more help when it comes to how do I put one foot in front of the other and how do I choose to believe God will save our marriage if we cooperate with him. And so I want to let you know that it is available and all you have to do is send me an email at servantspouse at gmail.com and say, I would like to start the crisis program, period. And I will get you started. The good news is one spouse can choose to do it. It does not require both spouses to be willing to do it. Matter of fact, it is specifically written because we know that when you're in crisis, chances are there is one spouse that is going to make the effort to start. And I don't ever want you to think that because your spouse isn't making an effort that you can't be successful, that you can't see God turn your marriage around because my husband and I are living proof that he can. And I was the spouse that was willing to do all the work for so long before my spouse was willing to join in. So I can relate to that, but I promise it's not the end and we would be incredibly honored to help. So everybody have a great week. I look look forward to hearing any feedback that you might have. And remember, God first, spouse second, children third. Have a great week.